The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Wrestling Night in Canada is dedicated to the memories of Hacksaw Butch Reed and Ovette El Poro. You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network with your hosts, Matt Copper, Dustin Maruka, and Snowy White. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. And I'm Dustin Maruka. Hey, bros, what's going on? Oh, just uh, still waiting out this cold spell. It's uh, supposed to end in a couple of days, so hopefully <laughs> hopefully the walks to work won't, see, won't be absolute torture the entire time. Oh, yeah. next week you're going to be walking to work in like plus two? Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> probably, probably, but... T-shirt weather. Yeah, I can put away the long johns and get out my, get out my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I keep seeing all these cool memes on on Facebook and all that. Like in the winters in Canada, when it goes up to just like minus ten, and it'll show a Canadian, you know, in beach wears, sitting on a yep. lawn a lawn chair in a snowbank, and it's like minus ten is warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's yeah. uh, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. Oh no, and like a lot of our. Um, our co-podcasters on the Shining Wizards Network, they recently got hit with this big snowstorm and all that. And everything's looks like finally they're getting back to normal with them and all that. And we're still we're still kind of flogging it out. This whole thing is actually starting to cost me some money now. Okay, because normally I'm you know, I can handle the cold. All right. Mm-hmm. I've gone through, you know, almost fifty winters here you know in this in this in this cold province and all that so i can handle it (laughs) all right but when it starts getting you know like minus 50 for too long and all that i got to start taking a cab to work a cab to and from because i'm not that far but i'm far enough Mm -hmm. like i that's i end up losing like an hour's pay just getting to and from work and like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I understand. Yeah. But the cold weather like this kind of and everything else going on in the world, of course. Uh that 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 shit is definitely still happening. It's uh it gives us the opportunity, even though like we're inside all suffering from cabin fever, it gives us a chance to watch some wrestling. Everything that's kind of going on in the world before we jump into everything um we want to uh give a shout out give our condolences to the friends and family of hacksaw hacksaw butch reed recently passed away and that was this this is what that was like right out of the blue yeah like, like i okay they they kind of mentioned he was having some heart problems okay mm-hmm. and then it's like okay he's gone well the initial heart problems were like really like wow that's too bad i hope he kind of pulls through and then boom you just wake up and unfortunately mr reed has left us um and that's too bad he was definitely one of those storied um 
wrestlers throughout the territories in the uh, in the early '80s. He did you know stints in mid south in world class central states and in Florida. Probably his um, best 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 run in the territories would probably be the mid south territory right before jumping to the WWF the second time when he was the North American champion. Soon after that, Mid-South would sort shortly turn into the Universal Wrestling Federation and go national and all that. So yeah, he kind of he kind of lost out in that department. Had a pretty decent run, I guess, okay, as the natural Butch Reed. And I guess the idea behind that was he had being an African American gentleman, uh, obviously he's not going to have naturally blonde hair. Well, yeah. So they dyed his hair and ironically called him the natural. You know, which I imagine there's there's been so many naturals over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Don Callis and Justin Rhodes. Well, he's definitely one of the natural. You know. And it's just like I just like I I remember it and I saw it. It's like yeah, okay, that's cute, but it's just another way. Like Vince is just you know bringing these guys in from the territories and not utilizing them as best they could. They you know like let him let let just let if they would have let Butch Reed just do what he did in Mid South and give just give him a higher platform, he could have been. Stone Cold in like 1987. Oh yeah, the potential was definitely there. After that, and probably his best run overall would be jumping ship to uh, WCW as the 80s wound down and started the uh, mass team known as Doom with one Ron Simmons and someone named Woman. Their manager, who turned out to be Nancy Benoit, who, of course, unfortunately, would go on to infamy for a much different reason years later. The first, the first, the first time around, Doom. You know, they were they were they were building them right, but it wasn't until they lost. Ah, oh, jeez, I, I really got to do my research. To find dates and 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 venues and events for stuff like when Doom, I think, lost a title versus mask match to the Steiners. Okay. And so they had to remove their mask, and it's like, oh no, oh, Doom was Butch Reed and Rod Simmons, which you know you could tell. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't think that I don't think that was any real surprise. But the ironic thing was after. Losing the masks is when they really started to shine as Doom winning the uh, tag team titles from the Steiners. And, you know, that was that was definitely a great angle. So that's that's too bad. Of course, Wrestling Night in Canada gives our condolences out to uh, Butch Reed's friends and family. What do you guys have any 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 recollection of Mr. Reed at all or any encounter any exposure i guess i don't uh, think so. i can't honestly say i have no it's a bit before my time it was it was but you know with the power of youtube and the interwebs and yeah 
Like, um, unfortunately, the, the way I hear about most of these guys is nowadays is, like, when I find out that they've passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely too bad. Well, a little bit of homework, guys. Go look out um, for some of Butch Reed's work, particularly in Mid-South. You know, you'll be, okay. be very, very impressed. We also recently lost Ovette El Poro oh, to, right. unfor- to, unfortunately, the Carino. Mm. Ah. Oh, okay. And he was a young fella in uh, Mexico? Yeah, he was born in 75, so he was pretty young. Oh, yeah, he's in his 40s. Okay. Yeah. It just sucks that the Carino took another great wrestler. Yeah. And of course, it gets it get, gets frustrating. And don't worry, I'm not going to go all political and all that. But it just it gets frustrating when you actually hear people. Ah, it doesn't exist. It's a conspiracy. It's to so they can control you. So they you can do this. They I don't know. It's a conspiracy. The the mask people, yeah, the people that sell medical masks, they. It's a conspiracy to sell more masks. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> I'm sure someone, someone at some point has said, "Oh yeah, this whole thing is a hoax." Try to get me to wear this stupid mask. I don't know. It's okay. Buddy of mine, I don't remember who. It's a buddy of all of ours, but I just can't remember who told me that he got called a Nazi because he told someone to wear a mask the other day. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And totally, totally missing the whole irony of uh, of someone far right calling someone a Nazi. It's like, really? Is that just right? your go? That's just your go to expression? Whether or That's not you know anything go to. Uh, Like, bitch, wear your mask. You're a Nazi. You can get the fuck out. I don't care. Yeah, yeah before you <laughs> step all over your ass, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, but apart from that, everyone is, um, is doing all right. Everyone's kind of in one piece. I don't think... Um, you guys are still, you guys are kind of like on the single side. There is no Mrs. Copper or Miss, Mrs. Nope. Duffy right now. So I guess Valentine's Day. I have a work wife, apparently. So. Well, of course. You need a work spouse, of course. <laughs> yeah, I've got one too. Yeah. Like everyone's kind of got that, that, that other that you work with. For sure. For sure. Well, did, okay. Did you bring her any flowers yesterday or something? No. Wow, dude! Well, what, what kind of work spouse are you? <laughs> Jeez, what about you, Matt? You got yourself a a work, Mrs. Copper? No, can't say that I do. Uh, okay, well, we'll let you off and all that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Mrs. Snowy got spoiled. Okay. Just, just like, just like every, uh, just, just like every occasion like this. But I do want to give. Speaking of Valentine's Day, I do want to give a shout out to our buddy Ducky here, because it was a year ago yesterday, as we speak. His band Shit Happens put a, had their demo release uh, party 
Jesus Christ, that was a year ago already. It was a year ago already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 easy to remember, you know, because it's it it fell on that day, and like every every year leading up to that one, you know, Valentine's Day is just it's for the ladies. Like we don't care. Like whatever. It's just guaranteed action for us. Like that's it for Valentine's Day. Okay, yep. but it means something for the ladies. So she had it every year all the way up to last it's like well no sorry ducky's band is playing this is what we're doing (laughs) you're the the first 30 (laughs) sorry both you and robin went to that show we did yeah yeah okay was that a a bulldog that was uh, was uh, was that the handsome daughter yeah oh okay 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 yeah good old handy dot <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Great fried handy dot. You two minutes stumble, not even like a thirty second stumble to Kayla's. Right, right. Kayla's the vocalist of your band, and she just lives around the corner. So that was that's very convenient. I still think hilarious because we went there before our set. We went to her place quick to get something, and then she looked at my sister and was like. Don't let me drink anymore. And my sister's like, okay. And then Kayla goes, vodka shots. And Cindy's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, damn it. Oh, guess you can say shit happens. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And before we get on with the grunt here for everything that we're talking about, we're going to get into some elimination chambers. We got we to gotta get into our predictions. And I think we got... In light of everything that's going on in the... Oh my god, they just did the stupidest thing on Raw. Fuck. Don't Ah. say anything. (laughs) Stop reading your news feed, okay? We're podcasting. (laughs) No, you'll rant. It'll be really funny. (laughs) Can I say it? It's not important. It's just... (laughs) Okay, what's up? What's up? Bad Bunny is the 24-7 champion as we speak. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you said that because that's that's perfect segue, dude. Because the whole reason for tonight's turnbuckle talk is everything that's going on, like with Bugs Bug with Bug with Bad Bunny here. <laughs> with and, Bugs Bug. And, 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 and that's what we're work. calling him from now on. Fuck okay. <laughs> Bug Bunny. So, so him between him. And them dropping the ball with the shack over yeah. on the on the other, on the other channel. It would be a good time to maybe go over all of the all of the good and not so good celebrity appearances over the years in the wonderful world of uh, wrestling. But before we do that. Da, 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 da. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we had, we had Vengeance Day. Yep. Okay. Please tell me when you guys have the results up. I have up for it. Okay. Okay. Good. Because as as you know, if you're tuning in for the first time, hello, welcome. Um, but if you've been around with us for a while, you know we've started this little friendly competition between the three of us of uh, defending the uh, WNIC title and how we go about doing that is with our picks and predictions. Whoever getting whoever gets the most out of each um, for each special event 
either wins the title or it's a successful title defense. Matt, you were the defending champion. Yeah. And I don't know how I did it. The, re- <laughs> the, the wrestling gods definitely shine down on me because I don't even really follow. Like, I don't. I don't really know much about NXT, I hate to say. Out, out of all the brands, it's definitely the most interesting, the one I enjoy yeah. the most, but I don't really have access to it. No, it's it's hard to to watch it uh, up here because like, we, we can't watch it live. No Canadian network shows it live, and uh, Sportsnet only shows an hour of it before SmackDown on Fridays and uh, Saturday afternoons. So hmm. come on, Triple H, get your shit yeah, together. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Don't, 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 don't you know where Canada is? Yeah. Right, come we on. Want yeah. <laughs> but somehow I managed to pull a bunny out of the hat. You, your own surprise roll up, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the final tally? The final tally was Snowy 2. And then me and Ducky, or no, sorry, it was you got three. Ducky had two, and I was in the tail end with one. Uh, okay, okay, because yeah. there was only five matches. Yes, so okay. it was kind of yeah, slim pickings. So the l- less chance for l- or margin of error, I suppose. But right, but for something like that, when it's a when it's a smaller number, like every match counts. You know what I mean, <laughs> like. It's not going to be like rest, like WrestleMania where there's going to be 900 matches. And <laughs> well, if if you lose, the, you know the first couple, you can always make up for it a little later on. You you miss out on the first three, you're well, you're done. Yeah, you're fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much mathematically eliminated. That's so. why we're definitely going to do WrestleMania weekend, probably instead of the collective weekend, because that's three days of shows, and it's like, oh god. Oh, god. Hmm. Oh really? Yeah, because the collect well, the Indies and GCW are doing their collective weekend, and it's the the Thursday, the Friday, and the Saturday. Oh okay. Okay, but I imagine like the, so on the Saturday, be... I'll have ICW going on my phone and watching WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's the way to go. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And for hopefully sure. by then we can all get together for WrestleMania. Hopefully. That would be nice. That, that's that going would... to be a two night uh, WrestleMania yeah. this year. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's not so bad. So it would be like two four hour nights as opposed to one uh, last... hour day. Yeah. Yeah. The last, <laughs> last year was uh, two three hour nights, but I think they kept them short because uh well it's hard to watch wrestling when there's zero crowd reaction so yeah they kept them down to three hours uh, and then including the two cinematic matches oh uh, right yeah right. it seems like with the with the with the introduction of the thunderdome now and the the canned crowd noises uh it's a bit easier to watch so the pay-per-views are extending back to like four hours now instead of two it, aside from this one tonight because or last night, because the Vengeance Day was only like two and a two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's not bad. Two and a half, three hours. Like that's. But it's qu- quality over quantity, you know. Definitely, there is. That's key. That's key because, like, of all the brands, like NXT is the one that. And I don't. I don't think it's just the old timers like like me that appreciate 
NXT over some of the dreck that we're seeing over on, on the other brands. I think because, okay, only wrestling fans are watching wrestling right right now i'm thinking like there's a lot of a lot of you know younger people that are enjoying nxt the most they might not be getting as higher ratings as raw but no i think um yeah uh if nxt keeps going the way it is and if raw and smackdown keep going the way they are they will be neck and neck Mm mm-hmm like within a year, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I definitely, you know, I wish them all the best, you know, for sure. Well, they've, they haven't really put on, ever put on a bad takeover that I can remember. So Hmm. yeah. And this, this just continues that streak. So shall we get into it? Please do. Okay. All right. So to start off the night, well, first of all, in the pre-show, we got a debut of, uh, well, I don't know if he's uh, one of your guys' favorites, but he has been one of mine. Eli Drake is now a member of NXT. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. I understand bringing him in. in, He's great on the mic. He's a hell of a talent and all that, Mm. but I'm sorry. And I imagine... They he if he's from Los Angeles, which I which I think he is, and they brought him in, so he'll say instead of Eli Drake, hey, what? Why don't you? Do, we 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 got to give you our name, yeah. You know, so here, why don't we go with L.A.? You're from L.A. Okay, how about L.A. Night? Say it. Okay, this is L.A. Night. Perfect. Get out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It needs to be three syllables. That's kind of his whole shtick, right? Apparently, yeah. he's been in NXT before, though. I never knew that. Yeah, he had a different name. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't Eli Drake, and he didn't. Uh, I don't know. He didn't get over as well because, like, I I learned who he was through Impact. The, that whole fact of life uh, uh, thing that he used to do on Impact. Mm-hmm. But now he's also in NXT with a former Impact tag partner. Oh yeah, Robbie E. Oh yeah, right. I forgot about that. Who's oh uh, Robbie E. Oh, Robert Stone. Okay, is that his NXT name now? Yeah, he's like supposed. To, he was supposed to be like a parody of uh, of uh, Tony Khan. <laughs> so, oh, nice. And he always so, gets run over by Shotzi Blackheart's tank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, are you guys excited for LA Night? I'm excited for the man himself to be in the brand because right. uh if there's one thing that nxt kind of lacks it's good good uh talkers good uh good guys that are good are really good on the stick and right. eli drake is one of the best in the business today definitely i'd say definitely. yeah his his work in in uh, even in uh, nwa uh last year oh, it's fantastic year that. yeah like that one promo that he cut, I think he was, I don't know if he was actually drunk or if that was just kayfabe, but that was, <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about, the Christmas uh-huh. one. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas got, one. Yeah, he got like really drunk and just did that. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was the birth, or I don't know if that was the birth of, let me talk to you, but it definitely got over in, in the NWA at that point. But well, it yeah. seems like he's going to be continuing the let me talk to you thing. And like his whole general attitude and how he carries himself is exactly the same. He just has a different moniker that uh, right. he can to, can market for their own gain. <laughs> and own, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just 
I'm looking forward to catching it whenever, when, whenever I can. Obviously, because you're right, he is an amazing talent. I uh, just uh, uh, the name. It's just it hasn't really sunk in yet. It's not really processed yet. It's just no. Okay. No, the name's kind of shit. It's <laughs> gonna <get> <laughs> so but, the first match. First match coming in to the on the card proper was. The finals for the first ever women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which was Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai facing Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. So eh. <laughs> <laughs> we all picked Ember Moon and Shotzi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you you guys kept me going on, you know, just through our own personal group group group, group text and all that, you guys were kind of keep giving me the results. And when you said, "Okay, we're all over one now," it's like, oh. Fuck. No. <laughs> going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah. Well, that being said, the match itself was outstanding. Okay. Yeah. Raquel Gonzalez was dominant for the whole time she was in this match. Uh, the only time Shotzi and Ember could really get some offense in is when Dakota Kai was in, was the legal uh, woman in the ring. At one point, Ember put Dakota Kai in a leg lock for what felt like forever, and uh, no matter what, she couldn't get the tag to Gonzalez. Eventually, she did, uh, of course, after she managed to break out of the leg lock. Uh, Yeah, Dakota Kai gets the tag to Gonzalez. Gonzalez runs wild from here. Match breaks down with Shotzi getting powerbombed into the barricade from Gonzalez. That looked like... It fucking hurt. Yeah, it did. But, you know, there's that's like not even the worst bump that Shotzi would take in this match. <laughs> no, uh, she just took the Cena ass bump, basically. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, the match. Let's see. Ember, Ember Moon was uh, taken on both uh, by herself for a while. Manages to hit her finishing move, the Eclipse, on Gonzalez. But the referee doesn't make the count because he's distracted by Dakota Kai entering the ring. First time I've ever seen a referee just like not count, being like, "Oh, oh, oh there's someone coming in. Better, better, better stop." <laughs> I gotta, I gotta Dur- stop. During the count, yeah, that's that's, like, that's it. No, he didn't even start the count. That was, oh. that was the thing. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. But again, whatever, a lead slide <laughs> because the in-ring action was just that damn good. Uh, Shotzi comes back in after uh, getting a hot tag, like lands a missile dropkick on Gonzalez, nearly breaks her neck after hitting. An avalanche sliced bread on Gonzalez and then almost cracks her head on the announce table doing a suicide dive out, outside to uh, Dakota Kai. Man, this girl's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And then uh, after this, Gonzalez uh, deadlifts Ember Moon out of the ring, shoulder tackles her off of the elevated stage uh, or the elevated ramp, I should say. And uh, after that, Dakota Kai hits uh, an assisted splash onto uh, Shotzi. And then Gonzalez follows that up with a one-armed powerbomb. And then they both, both Gonzalez and Dakota Kai make the pin and get the win and become the first ever winners of the, of the Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Wow. So now they get a show with the Women's Tag Team titles. Right, right, right. Okay, Shotzi Blackheart, was that not her name in the Indies too? It was actually, which is kind of weird because we're just saying how. That, okay, did they just not care? Like, because it was uh, a female, maybe? Like, I don't know. Like, it, it's hard to say, really, because I know, like, Priscilla Kelly just signed with NXT and she had to change her name. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
I I don't know. I think it's like a it's a toss up. Really, it depends on how how uh, popular that that name is in the Indies. I I guess uh, Shotzi was Shotzi was also uh, in Evolved, which was like in a partnership with WWE. Oh, okay. So yeah, that could have been a, a reason why as well. That makes sense. But, that makes sense. Yeah, but but like at, at the end of the day, I'm not sure because like. You look at a guy like AJ Styles. He got to keep his name too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, more often than not, it's WWE needs to make it their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like a quasi legal version of it. Like instead of the Bullet Club, we had the club. The club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like zero effort put into that. Sounds <laughs> yeah. yeah. like a nap school treehouse gang. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Then the no no girls allowed sign and the <laughs> letter the R spelled backwards. Yeah. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I wish I had seen that match and hopefully, you know, through the magic of the interwebs I'll be able to see you know, at least some major highlights from all of these matches. Yeah, it was probably one of the best women's tag team matches I've seen in WWE, to be honest with you. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was uh, pretty damn good. Anyway, so yeah, at, that's, at this point, yeah, we're all tied with zero apiece. <laughs> Next up was the North American Championship match, pitting Johnny Gargano against Kushida. Uh, this match of the night, holy shit. Yeah, it was pretty damn good. It, it, was, a, it was a contender for match of the night, for sure. Uh, it started off with a, they're, they're, or the way we're headed out to the ring, and uh, we see Austin Theory gets uh, abducted by, by Dexter Loomis, and nobody nobody knows where he went. They never followed up on this later in the show, but I'm assuming they will on uh, on NXT this Wednesday. But uh, yeah, uh, Gargano turns around and like they don't see they don't see Austin there, so he tells Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae to go look for him. So he comes out to the ring by himself. Kind of, I think this, the, the commentators made a point that this was the first time he had defended the uh, North American title in this reign without the other members of the way being at ringside. So that was kind of an interesting little uh, little tidbit for or a little obstacle for Johnny to uh, overcome. Anyway, this match, technical wrestling, was the name of the game throughout. Okay. Yeah, Kushida. Hits a chicken wing suplex on Gargano, who is actually wearing Wolverine inspired gear again this time, which I really <laughs> liked. The blue and the blue and the uh, the blue and the yellow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it hits that on to him on the outside of the ring after the match had started with a ton of mat wrestling. Uh, Kushida connects. Uh, yeah, Kushida connected with his uh, signature moves and then stomped on Gargano's head while wrenching his arms backwards. Kushida caught uh, Gargano in the middle. Or in the middle rope for a double underhook, roll through suplex with a bridge for a near fall. Uh, then he countered with the one final beat with a clothesline and drove Gargano's arm into the post. Gargano countered um, off the ropes with a twisting suplex and springboard tornado DDT for the near fall. Gargano and uh, Kushida then traded submissions and pitting combinations before Kushida was uh, was lawn darted on into the. <laughs> Yeah. Kushida then hit another uh, chicken wing suplex into the corner. 
Uh, and then an avalanche Spanish fly and turned that into an arm bar. This looked absolutely insane when they actually when they did it. It was like a top rope Spanish fly into an arm bar, and oh god! <laughs> and Gargano was clenching his fist, but Kushida broke it, nearly forcing Gargano to tap out three times before Gargano finally was able to reach the ropes with his feet. Kushida got a running start for the or yeah. They got a running start at the top of the stage to boot Gargano in the arm after Gargano tried to leave. And uh, back in the ring, he locks in the hoverboard lock, which is his signature armbar uh, submission. Gargano, yeah, Gargano then broke it by forcing uh, Kushida's neck under the top rope. And so, yeah, it, it looked kind of awkward. But uh, I guess, yeah, the whole thing was like, Kushida, like from the camera angle. But Kushida's neck, I guess, like snapped off one of the ropes and, yeah, stunned him temporarily. So Gargano uh, followed that with uh, his finishing move, the one final beat, onto the ramp. And then another one back inside for the clean win and title retention. This match was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what Dustin said, it's definitely a contender for match of the night. Definitely, like it's like I'm kind of ha- I'm happy that Gargano was able to retain clean, even though he is the chicken shit heel. Mm-hmm. But still, it's uh, in some cases you just like to see. See, you like to see two wrestlers doing their best wrestling, and one mm. comes out on top without having to use. Well, I guess he did give him a move out onto the floor, but that's technically not illegal. <laughs> so, yeah, there was no 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 outside interference, no uh, no weapons, no nothing. Just it was uh, two, two guys just trying to one up each other, and uh, I gotta say, Kushida did not look weak in defeat. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yep. And if, if you if you see, this is what happens when you don't overbook something. Mm-hmm. What do you know? You come up with a good match. Uh. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if this was on a main roster pay per view, guarantee uh, you there would have uh, there would have been a distraction and a surprise roll up and yeah yeah, yeah. someone would have come down. Someone's Bugs Bunny would have made his appearance and <laughs> think, fuck. <laughs> okay. Yep. Can I change the subject for just a second? Uh, sure. Okay. I'm on Amazon Prime right now. There is so much wrestling stuff. Oh, okay. Really? Such as? Yeah. Uh, stuff I've actually never heard of. Like, well, this is in 2014, but like the Ashes of Chikara. Resurrection, Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts, Best of the 1970s Big Time Wrestling Detroit Volume 1. Oh. Mm, that sounds like something good. Yeah, that's... 350 days. Apparently it peels back the curtain on the severe toll wrestlers injure on the road 350 days a year. That'd be cool. Mm. Uh, underground Wrestling, the world's most forbidden secret. So, stuff I'd probably like. Um... Extreme Wrestling Legends, The Violent Sabu. So okay. I'm gonna be oh, but it has the our local CWE uh, documentary. Okay, right on. So I'm gonna be busy. <laughs> right on. Right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So Gargano versus Kushida, fucking A plus match. 
or a horns up match, however our grading system works. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, after this, they showed a vignette of Cameron Grimes, who is now a, apparently very rich because he had some he had some stock in GameStop that he cashed out on. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> so now yeah, he's, he's stinking rich. He's rolling around in piles of money. There's like a rap or like a rap version of his uh, theme song playing in the background. And, uh, yeah, speaking of Bugs Bunny, all I could think of when I was watching this was, I'm Elmer J. Fudd, I own a mansion and a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. Cameron yeah. Grimes is the million-dollar man now. Okay. Yep. Cameron Grimes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up next was the finals for the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which pitted... The Grizzled Young Veterans against Newcomers MSK, who were were recently in Impact, were they not? They were the Rascals. Yeah, they're the Rascals, that's right. The the third member of the Rascals decided to stay behind at Impact, while the other, the other two kind of made their way over to NXT. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, uh, yeah, MSK went uh, on a run early with Wesley hitting a springboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's his name, Wesley. It's kind of like Stan. Yeah. (laughs) Stan Lee Wesley. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. Wesley hitting a springboard double back handspring top rope con hero onto the grizzled young veterans. With the referee distracted, the veterans hit a dropkick flatliner on Nash Carter. Lee got a hot tag and hit a this absolutely amazing looking top rope uh, or tope con hero where he jumped from one end of the ring. To the other, jumped over the ring post onto the grizzled young veterans. This, like, I'm surprised nobody got hurt during this. This was absolutely incredible to see. It almost defied the laws of physics. If you can find it, watch it. <laughs> that's that's what I gotta say. Yeah. Then he followed that up with a he followed that move up uh, with a, a double backflip heel kick. Carter then at uh, at some point just gets super pissed off and brawls with Zap. Zach Gibson in the ring, which is like a side you don't really see of MSK. They're usually doing the flippy shit, as uh, as uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. would say. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he yeah. So he brawls with Zach Gibson for a while before hitting a springboard cutter. Uh, so right back to the flippy shit. Uh, Lee was caught. Uh, Lee was caught backflipping by Gibson, who hit uh, the move. His move, helter skelter, uh, before James Drake followed that with a four fifty splash. For a near fall, didn't get the pin. I thought that was going to be the end of it, and I thought, yeah, Snowy and I would be would be uh, two and two. Alas, we were not. Ah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, Lee then escapes from a doomsday device attempt from the <laughs> from the grizzled young veterans. MSK hit their shove moonsault, and then. They combined for a flying senton and a corkscrew senton for a 2.8 on James Drake. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like, the, the hand was coming down, and I think the commentator said, like, you could literally shove, like, a piece of paper in between his hand and the ring. Oh, Did you notice during that match that Drake Younger, Drake Warts, the ref, got cut open? Oh, did he? That, there no, was I mean, one I the mean, match that. where the camera and Dad was like, why is the ref bleeding? Like what? Oh. Huh. And it got I saw a decent angle and he was bleeding above the eyebrow, so he must have been too close to a kick out or something and maybe caught an elbow maybe. Yeah, probably. 
No, I didn't notice that. But uh, now I kind of want to go back and watch it. <laughs> but it didn't phase him. So No, obviously not. I mean, still... he was a deathmatch guy. That, an elbow to the eye is not going to phase him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a pro. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, Gibson put Lee on his shoulders as Jake, or Drake, sorry, uh, hits a top rope uh, or a tope suicida doomsday device on the outside. It was a ridiculous spot. Again, I'm amazed nobody got hurt. Uh, Carter got singled out inside, but survived an assisted backbreaker for a 2.9 count <laughs> from the referee. <laughs> yeah, uh, MS, uh, MSK countered the ticket to mayhem, uh, knocked Gibson outside, and hit their springboard-assisted neckbreaker for the absolutely shocking 1-2-3. So MSK have not only proved to be exciting and innovative, but they're getting the rockets strapped to them, and they're going straight to the moon, baby! <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I love very that. surprising, very surprising. I'm, yeah, I love I the name Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, as do I. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Zach Gibson. Like when these guys were in NXT UK, they were just hated so much. Like, like the UK crowds are known for their innovative chants. Like, not they're not as straightforward as they are uh, over here. Okay. And I, I believe in NXT UK, they had this thing where. Uh, people in the crowd would take one of their shoes off, and the chant was, "If you hate Gibson, shoes off. If you hate Gibson, shoes off." <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a little more than giving someone the finger. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you're potentially exposing your toes, never mind the finger. Like mm-hmm. that's that that's dedication. <laughs> I yes. just love Kara Wanker chants. So good. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's it yeah and uh zach gibson he's also really good on the mic like when uh, bef- uh before this match even started when they were coming down to the ring he was cutting a promo on and N- uh msk telling them that this isn't about fun wrestling's not supposed to be fun this is work and we are the grizzled young veterans and they're soon to be the dusty <laughs> the dusty uh Rhodes classic winners and uh, unfortunately that didn't happen but yeah, so Dustin Dustin is now on the board <laughs> with uh, with uh, this win from MSK. All right. So, yeah. And going on to this, next we had the Women's Championship match, which was a triple threat. It was Io Shirai defending against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, oh, never mind. Okay. I got, my brain went for a second. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so uh, this match didn't even, like, it started before the intros could even be said. Like, the ring introductions were started, were, like, they started doing them with the whole, this of the following contest is scheduled for one fall. And then before the ring announcer could even get the words out of her mouth, Mercedes Martinez just Dexio Shirai. And, yeah, from, from this point on, like, yeah. The, it's just frantic action throughout the entire match. It wasn't a very long match, but it was very like frantic all the way throughout. All the all three women are hitting big move after big move. Io Shirai goes for an outside moonsault to the outside, but Mercedes Martinez avoids it and throws her into the crowd. <laughs> yes, Tony Storm and uh, met, uh, Martinez battle until Io comes back with a springboard missile dropkick. Her comeback immediately cut off when Storm hits a boss man slam onto her. Martinez then hits Storm with a spine buster. 
Eos, or yeah, Eos Roy gets Storm in a crossface submission hold, and then Martinez comes up behind Eo and puts her in a dragon sleeper. So they got this double submission going on, and eventually Eo is forced to break the submission and gets a uh, gets a dragon suplex for her troubles. At this point, action spills out to the ring. Uh, Mercedes Martinez throws uh, Eos Dry into the barricade. Tony Storm takes down. Martinez, and then she goes to clear off the announce table, and she barely even touches the thing, and the announce table just sort of collapses. <laughs> yeah. oh, great! Now it's it's a collapsible Spanish announce team table. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was earlier in the night, I guess, when they hit the table before, like that oh. suicide dive when Shotzi blocked herself with the table. Oh, right. Because right, right. Wade Barrett said, right when that table fell apart, he was like, it was feeling a little bit wobbly. <laughs> no, okay. someone just put their coffee cup down a little too hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fell. Let's yeah. blame Wade Barrett. He's got some bad news for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. He said that. I got some bad news. I kicked the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, the table collapses. Tony Storm kind of doesn't really know what to do, so they kind of skip that angle, I guess, and uh, Martinez hits Tony Storm with a DDT on the outside. While this is all going on, Io Shirai, being Io Shirai, is just climbing the scaffolding around the ringside area and then jumps onto both of them while they're just standing there. I, I feel like at this point, if there's something to climb and jump off of, Io Shirai will find it and use it to her advantage. Like she did it cough, in cough, New Jack, cough, cough. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, I don't think Io Shirai is really heavy enough to actually crush somebody's head from yeah, going off. That's really yeah. heavy. But and she anyway. wouldn't. She wouldn't try to murder people. No, that's for sure. Well, we don't know that, but yeah, we don't know what she's doing on on her off time. Yeah, I don't know what goes on in Eosurai's head. <laughs> <laughs> now, Grant, I like to I like to tease Mrs. Snowy by saying like all women are crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, a total, total, total tongue in cheek. But hey, who knows? Maybe she. Yeah. It's not my day to look after Io Shirai, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, she climbs, oh, the, climbs the life scaffolding and, uh, yeah, does the double splash on the outside. Uh, Marcies Martinez and ruins Storm with the knees and then a fisherman buster back on the inside. Uh, all for, uh, for a two count. Storm comes back and hits Martinez with her finishing move, Storm Zero. At this point, I thought... Tony had this one one, but Martinez kicks out at two point eight. It was just yeah, like I actually let out like an audible yell. I was like no, because <laughs> yeah, this would have added another one to my to my win column. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Anyway, Storm followed that up with the flying headbutt. Shirai comes back in out of nowhere and hits her moonsault finisher onto both women at the same time. Pins and wins and retains. Oh, so you, okay. uh, yeah, so that's another point for you, Snowy. And yeah, and me and Ducky both picked uh, Tony for that one. So yeah, we're 
we stay exactly where we are on the couch. And to- Tony, she's one of the blondes. Like she's yeah, but she yeah, but she her character she's more like a punk rock metal chick. Oh, I can get behind that. All yep. Right. Okay. Cool. For sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall this match was yeah, like I said, not very long, but the action did not let up for one second. It's almost like they were told. Hey, we got to cut the show a little bit short. So your match is being cut down to ten minutes. So just go out there and make it make it uh, something worth talking about. And, well, yeah. So this uh, this match was again another another winner for the night. It uh, like we're four for four in in great matches. So hey, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Yeah, wrong there. So and then we come to main event time. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, NXT champion Finn Balor defending against the bruiserweight Pete Dunne. My fingers still watching this. Oh, yeah, do they ever. We, we, will, we will get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this, this match has been a match that apparently uh, the European wrestling scene has been clamoring for for a long while now. And it just like their paths haven't really crossed in NXT or, or anywhere in WWE up until now. So it was worth the wait. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, again, this match started off kind of similar to how the Gargano Kushida match started off. It was just a lot of, uh, extended sequences of technical wrestling and submission attempts. Uh, then after that done kind of focused on trying to break Finn Balor's fingers for a lot, uh-huh. for a lot. Yeah, that 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 was kind of his main offense in this whole match was like the and, the and the subtleties behind some of his moves were also very like it made everything much more brutal because like anybody you always see like a wrestler whenever he targets a specific body part like you, you see the guys go he goes you see guys go for the knee like, like going for mm-hmm. the knee very very uh, common or going for a shoulder or an elbow or an ankle or whatever but. For someone to go after the fingers, not only is that unique, but it's also like, if you think about it from a psychological standpoint, super effective. Because if you take away a guy's fingers, you, you can't make a fist, so you take away his ability just to uh, do strikes, and he can't lock his hands together, which takes away his ability to do a lot of submission holds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like that was one of my favorite things about this match was like. Pete Dunn constantly going for the fingers, trying to break Finn Balor's fingers. And I was just like the entire time, like every time he would do it too, like they were so perfectly timed that oh, you you just wince just seeing this. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't really break his fingers. But right. <laughs> yeah, you'd hear a few pretty loud pops if that happened. But uh, If anything, a small dislocation, you know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Just a little dislocation, but anyway, after yeah. after, <laughs> after the get the ice pack and snap it back in, you're good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a little swelling, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, done. Done. Then focuses on snapping Balor's fingers. Balor comes back, uh, works on Dunn's knee again. <laughs> Dunn sold on with a twisting front slam. Dunn snapped Balor's fingers to break the STF and sold the knee frequently by. Uh, failing with offensive moves. Dunn got a near fall with a sit-down powerbomb and stomped on Balor's fingers. 
Valor. <laughs> Valor hits a backstabber. Sling blade and a missile drop kick, but Dunn countered the coup de gras with a triangle hold, which actually, yeah, caught him on his way down into a triangle hold. Balor reached out to the ropes, but with, uh, he was knocked out cold, and the referee didn't call for the knockout. Dunn <laughs> broke Balor's fingers to escape an abdominal stretch on the ground, and he hit uh, the bitter end on Finn Balor, only for Balor to kick out at the very last second. I actually thought that Pete Dunn was going to win at that point. That was another moment where I actually just like audibly yelled at my television because I was <laughs> like, unlike you two, Dunn was my pick for this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so convinced that that was going to be it. It's his finishing move after like just slaughtering the guy's fingers. But uh, yeah, anyway, Balor kicks out of the bitter end. Dunn again stomps on Balor's fingers, but Balor countered uh, a power bomb into a DDT and, uh, Countered a bitter end into an inverted DDT. Balor stomped on Dunn's back, ripped out his mouthpiece, and then hit a basement missile dropkick into his face, followed by a coup de gras and the 1916 DDT for the clean win. Balor continues his incredible championship run with a technical wrestling masterpiece. Ah, so, yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. And that's not the end of the show, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because after the main event, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch came out. Uh, Pete Dunn's uh, Pete Dunn's cohorts, for those of you who uh, are not familiar, right. they came out and started attacking Balor from behind. Undisputed Era then come out for the save. Eventually, after after they chase off uh, Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch, Kyle O'Reilly is telling Balor that he can trust them and is offering his hand. They all stood next to each other with it looking like Balor might join the Undisputed Era. Just as he was about to, Adam Cole super kicks Finn Balor right in the face, and when then him and O'Reilly immediately start to argue, and Cole hits O'Reilly with a super kick. Roderick Strong is left there looking, or is left looking unsure as Adam Cole leaves the ringside area, and we fade to black. Ah, so the whole idea, I guess, is... Cole is looking for the title shot against yeah. Balor. Yeah, I guess like it, 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 like it didn't seem like uh, Adam Cole had been a baby face for that long. I guess like collectively the Undisputed Era all turned uh, face because well, right. yeah, they were all they were all cheered anyway. Everybody loved him. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I guess this this move actually was really that like there's not much in wrestling that really like surprises me or a lot of people anymore but that super kick out of nowhere i was just i i literally like went like holy shit <laughs> like, oh. yeah because i did not see it coming i thought we were going to see finn balor i thought we were going to see like a like a like a unity between finn balor and uh and adam cole because they're both former bullet club dudes and uh-huh. since that the hot thing in wrestling nowadays with the whole, all former Bullet Club guys getting back together. I thought WWE was going to get on a little bit of that action. Uh, Alas, not. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Okay. Oh. You got swerved, bro. I got swerved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. You can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm pointing to the WrestleMania sign. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm pointing to the WrestleMania side because, once again, 
Your cool Uncle Snow is the WNIC champion, and I'm going to Mania, baby. Oh, yeah? Well, we still got to get through AEW Revolution and Elimination Chamber and Fast Lane, so who no knows? I'm and just... whatever the fuck else we want before <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> no problem. No problem. This is just step one on my stairway to WrestleMania. That's all. That's all. That's all this is. Everyone else... Like I'm going to be in the fast lane, baby. As I just, I was, I'm just going to cruise every event, no problem. Perfect record, all the way to Mania. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> we will see about that. Maybe, maybe I'll be a two-time champion. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're hot potatoing the title. <laughs> that's right. That's so. right. That's exactly what's going to happen because there's no way that I, I guess the next one is the elimination chamber. Yeah, a week from a week from yesterday. Yeah. Okay. See, there's no way that I'm doing two WWF events in a row. Right. Well, <laughs> but but we'll see. We'll see because okay. Before we get into that, though, what do you guys say about Vengeance Day? Horns up, horns down, horns in the middle. Horns way the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I haven't even seen it. I'm going to search for some YouTube clips and all that, but I have a feeling I'm going to say horns up as well, just just from, from all of this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it seems to be like a, an ongoing trend that every time they do a takeover in the last, like the last few takeovers, like you look at the card and you're like, Okay, that seems cool, but it doesn't really seem all that great. And then, like after after it's all said and done, it's like, well, that was pretty fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, right on. And once the world opens up a bit, we're going to be piling into your place, Matt. Yeah, with my my newly renovated, uh, I got my new surround sound set up, and it's oh, right on. Watching wrestling on that's cool because with the surround sound speakers, you hear more crowd noises coming out of them. So. Right on, right on. I can't wait. I can't wait. What I can't wait for sure is to once again successfully defend the WNIC title at Elimination Chamber, shall we say. Um, here, I guess we'll take a couple minutes out, get our picks out there as to uh, who, the who's, the what's, the where's, all of that good stuff. And once again, I think there's just five matches there's five five uh sort of announced because like well one of the matches depends on who wins one of the chambers right yeah so four and then that one yeah and all that so where do you want to go first for which which match to make our picks for elimination chamber Uh, let's, (laughs) let's start off with the wwe championship one okay yeah the wwe championship elimination chamber so Drew McIntyre, I almost said Galloway. Ah, jeez, he's he's actually defending the title against these five other guys, these five former champions. Yes. Oh yeah, look at that. They all, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I just noticed that now. It's like, yeah, they've all held it. Mm-hmm. So who, who have you got? It's 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 Drew McIntyre defending against uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Jeff Hardy, The Miz, and Sheamus. So uh, I'm got? going with the logical choice being Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Drew as well because I think this is going to possibly lead into a 
uh, match with him and uh, Sheamus for WrestleMania, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know who his opponent's going to be, but he's definitely going to be defending at Mania. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I don't think they'd have him drop it in the chamber. Unless they go with or- they go with that original plan of Orton versus Edge at Mania. But uh-huh. it definitely seems like they're going with Edge versus Roman. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre for this one. Okay, I think we're all in agreement with that one. Um, and I guess... The second will be okay. The second is it okay? Is that that's the Raw Chamber match? The second one will be the SmackDown. The winner of this faces Roman later on the night for the title. Yeah, for the Universal title, or like a minute after. Well, Well, yeah, if they want to do it, if you kind of want to do it that way, if they want to. The heels to retain the heat and cheat and all that, perhaps in a way, or oh yeah, whoever wins, is Roman's going to come out after and be like, the head of the table says this match starts now. Starts now, yeah. Oh, which I can totally see that. So yeah. we're looking at is 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 it still King Corbin? Yeah, it is. He's still doing the King gimmick. Oh, okay. So we got King Corbin, um, Ken Owens. Did I say Ken Owens? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. And okay. he's our champion? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got, we got COVID, Cor- Corbin, Owens, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and Jey Uso. Yeah. And the winner of this is going to face Roman. And I'm really, I'm really beginning to think he's going to pull the, we're going to do it now. And I'm mm-hmm. taking Daniel Bryan in this because they want to. He's. They're not going to change the title. Well, there goes my other prediction right now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're going to. They want a strong match against Reigns with this. So I'm looking for Daniel Bryan to win. Yeah, I think I'm also going to go with Daniel Bryan because. Like, originally I was thinking Kevin Owens, but uh, Kevin Owens has had a lot of shots at the universal title and he's lost all of them and if he if he, if he loses another one that's just going to make him look even worse like right right so yeah i think uh maybe take owens out of the title picture for the time being and yeah give daniel bryan the win in, at elimination chamber and what about you dude well since cesaro has beaten daniel bryan clean like three times recently on smackdown i'm going cesaro uh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think this might lead to a little mini feud between uh, Cesaro and and Roman Reigns. I could see him doing. I can see them pulling like the Edge Cena Chamber ending, where he can come out and be like, "Oh, my match starts now." Blah blah blah, and then he hits him with a spear. One, two. Cesaro kicks out, and then he goes, "Why are you kicking <laughs> out for me?" Blah blah blah, and then he runs and Cesaro throws him up and like uppercut. Him, but then Roman yeah. kicks up, and then one more spear, one two. That'd be cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, it would be cool if like Cesaro almost wins the Universal Title, but then like Jey Uso would come in and like with a distraction, and then Roman gets the win, and then they get yeah. a match at Fastlane. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can see it. I can see that. So we're are the three of us all looking at Roan's Roan's. <laughs> Reigns to successfully yeah defend against unfortunately yes 
Yeah, whoever it is, he's going to retain. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, the ladies championship match. Yeah, the Raw. Versus, um, Lacey Evans. Yeah. Yeah, this. Uh, um, um, we have an issue about that. Uh oh. Dun, dun, dun. What's up? Fuck it. Raw spoiler. Um, in real life, she's pregnant. Which one? Lacey. Oh. She just brought that up on Raw, but it's been shown like in real life now she's pregnant with her husband, but now she's saying it's Ric Flair's for the story. Oh, fuck. Oh. <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ. But she's. <laughs> Her and her husband are expecting again, so good for her. Okay, congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Lacey Evans. But yeah. how is how is this affecting? Okay, so what do you want to do with this match? Do you we're we just going to scrap it? Or we have they announced a replacement yet? Yeah. Or? Nope. No. Okay. Well, uh, I was going to say Lacey Evans, and then. Because uh, she would win the title with help from Ric Flair, and then that would just piss off Charlotte. Then I was going to think that there would be a triple threat match at Fastlane for the women's title, which would uh, would be Asuka getting a rematch, and, the, and then Lacey defending, and Charlotte would also be in there. And then Charlotte would get the pin on Lacey, and then after that, Rhea Ripley would make her Raw debut, and then, then it would be Rhea Ripley versus... <laughs> Charlotte for the women's title at WrestleMania. <laughs> it sounds like the WWF, yeah. Yeah, like it's my it's a little bit of long term booking in my head, and then, but then but then this way Rhea Ripley would get her win back at WrestleMania. As WrestleMania, yeah, I think regardless of who who or what whoever she faces, she's going over this year. Yeah, for sure. But it would be po- more poetic to take the Raw Women's Championship from Charlotte. This year, since uh-huh. uh, Charlotte took the NXT women's title from her last year. Right. So, right. Right. yeah. So, it, yeah, I don't really know what to do with the prediction for this match since this kid's kind of up in the air. But right. um, uh, that, that was kind of my, that was, the, I was, that was the, that's what I was going to say. Because, like, eventually this would lead to Charlotte winning the Raw women's title somewhere at Fastlane and then, yeah, setting up a match between her and Rhea Ripley. But now I don't know. So, okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll, Put this on hold, this match on hold. When something becomes a little clearer, they make announcement. We can always do something off off air and add it on the next show. I guess. So that that's temporarily that that's held up. This match is held up. Yep. Pending further investigation or a gynecological exam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got the U.S. title match. The U.S. title match. I guess Bobby Lashley's defending against Keith Lee, and well, I guess it's just plain old Riddle now. Yeah, <laughs> he lost his first name. Yeah, yeah. He had one of those loser loses first name matches. Oh, not even. It was more like guy shows up on TV the next week. <laughs> with, with with no first name, and nobody calls attention to it. Yeah, <laughs> just not. Well, what was Cesaro's first name again? He had Antonio. one. Too. Antonio Cesaro, Alexander. Right. So there's there's been a lot. Oh, yeah, and then after a while, they just say, you know what? 
our fans are stupid. So here, let's just make it easy for them, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll 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 just work with the last names. Andrade Cien Almas. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So with this, um, I don't know. I I think it's time. I think it's Riddle's time. Yep, I agree. I think uh, Keith Lee will probably, or Keith Lee and Bobby will probably be pummeling each other for most of the match. Mm-hmm. But you know, being that they're the two, uh, the two powerhouse guys, the two Haas fighters, right? But uh, yeah, I do think that Matt Riddle will come out victorious in this one. Maybe be by a surprise roll up because that's like the way they're booking Bobby Lashley right now. That seems to be the only real way that I can see uh, him winning. There's also no disqualifications because it's a triple threat match. So, right. yeah, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, I do think Matt Riddle will come out of this on the other side with the U.S. championship. Uh, okay. yeah. And what about you, dude? I don't. Uh, I, I might have to go Keith Lee. Keith Lee? Uh, yeah, okay. I'll go Keith Lee. All right. All right. Even though Riddle's been feuding with the the hurt, the hurt business. business, yeah, I might have to go Keith Lee. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that women's match. I don't think it's going to make any difference because I'm just I'm going to cruise the all the other matches. So not a problem. Yep. <laughs> not a problem. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> God, I'm going to be annoying with this soon. Soon. Well, I was annoying on the last episode, so I guess. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, no, actually, I've haven't been having a lot of fun with this. It's you know, once you start making your own personal investment in in into something, you have something to lose, something to gain. And all that, and I just, I this is this is how you do it with friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would never bet. Like I'm not a gambling man to begin with, except buying the odd the odd lotto ticket and all that. But like to make money bets with friends, like no thanks. Yeah, for sure. That's. So as we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, with all of this going on, um, pro wrestling, I guess outside of what's going on on the individual shows is kind of getting some normie attention, shall we say, some eyeballs that might not miss. I don't know how it's reflecting in the ratings or if it's even going to. I don't know if these if these get upcoming guests, I guess one is going on. Well, I guess they're going on right now. The payoff just hasn't happened. But um, I honestly don't know if the appearance and all of the work of one bad bunny and the shack over on AEW is really the going to is, yeah the shack. <laughs> the shack attack i guess i guess he's called in baseball in basketball basketball <laughs> in, in sports ball yeah. <laughs> go sports ball team yay Yay! <laughs> Do you guys honestly? Okay, first of all, I, who wants to tell me who Bad Bunny is? He's a musician. He's, he's a, a Latin rapper. Yeah, he's a Latin recording artist, hip hop artist. So, like, all of, all of his songs are in in 
uh, Spanish, I'm pretty sure. Yep, they are. Yeah, so he, I'm pretty sure they've brought him in and paired him with uh, Punish, or, yeah, Punishment Martinez or Damian Priest to get Damian Priest over in the Latin market. Because, like, Rey Mysterio can't hang around forever. And no. They, no. they really need a guy that they can advertise to that market for as, like, the, the next big thing. Right. So, right. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. That, yeah. That makes sense from that standpoint. But wrestling has to make its comeback in America, first of all, before it, before it has to worry about expanding, or maybe because no one cares about wrestling right now in in North America. Like maybe that's maybe maybe you're right. The idea is to because they are doing stuff in in Saudi Arabia. Those those big cards, right? And they are um, if they're trying. To push this guy to the well, first of all, if you want to do something for the Spanish market, stop wrecking their fucking tables. <laughs> for starters, let's, uh, let, let's, yeah. let's, let's go with that. Let's, yeah, let's go with that for starters. But oh, yeah, I guess okay. If if bugs here is really a thing, and all that, because okay, like I'm. I'm a metalhead. I'm a punk rocker and all that, and I'm well well versed within those areas. But I know a thing or two about music in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I never even heard of this guy. Okay, and well, if this if this guy was doing big business in the U.S., I would have at least heard of him. Or like if he randomly did a Canadian tour. Here it would probably be the park, and we probably would have worked it. Oh yeah, in other words, like the park only holds five hundred. That's a venue here in Winnipeg. Less than uh, that. Okay, <laughs> all right. You're you're right because no one, you know, he would be doing smaller venues because no one would have known about this guy. So yeah, that makes me think: Is he going to move the needle? And I I I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, not not in the American market for sure, but mm-hmm. like, uh, he, he's won Latin Grammys, so he's definitely popular in the in the Latin community. So it's again, that's probably the only reason why they're they're bringing him on. Okay, well, uh, song called Booker helped. Yeah, oh yeah, the song Booker T, right? Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. because generally the idea is to bring in these celebrities to get mainstream attention. From from you know TMZ from what other you know ESPN Sports if it's an athlete or something the idea is to get mainstream attention and new eyes onto your product. I'll call the WWF a product. I don't like that word for anything else. Okay. Okay. But the idea is to call is to get new people to go and check that out. And I honestly don't know if you know the bunny here is going to get new eyes on the product and i don't think uh, with with shack on the other channel i kind of think they're dropping the ball on this because it seems like he's only on every other week yeah the the what it's unclear as to what he's supposed to be doing and like they're changing the stories and all that because another pregnancy you know um cody's wife she she caught the baby bug, shall we say? So she's she's gone. 
Pause so now, <laughs> now they're bringing, yeah, now now they're bringing in red velvet, and yeah, you know, which, yeah, and she's got no connection to this. And this Jade, what's what's her name? Cargill. Jade, Jade Cargill. Okay, yeah. she was she was some athlete, some basketball player in college, right? That's how Shaq knows her, or Shaq's parking her. I don't know. Yeah, I think just like right now she's like an Instagram model or an influencer, as people like to say. Oh, okay. So she's nothing. Yeah. Okay. She's she's got an impressive <laughs> physique, but whether right. or not she has ring skills is yet to be seen. Uh, that would, dude, that was going to be my next point. Has she and had a match Cody yet? Rhodes. And if Cody's not injured from that landing on his shoulder he took last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, now there's that, too. This whole this, thing has a black cloud lingering over it. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's God saying oh. no. Yeah. <laughs> the, the wrestling gods are saying, no, we've had enough of this shit. We got the bunny over on the other channel, and now you want to do this over here. What are you doing to me? Uh, I long, I long for those Jack days. versus Big <laughs> <laughs> oh, failed. This one's going to fail, too. Oh, yeah. Like Jack versus Big Show. Don't even get me started on that. Oh, God. Oh, I, that must have been a real flare steamboat for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't even think that match even happened. No, it didn't. Yeah, they, they teased it, and then it just didn't happen. Okay. Well, the whole point of all this shack bashing and bunny bunny hunting we've been doing this whole this whole thing here is uh, good and bad appearances over the years in the wonderful world of professional wrestling now it's not all doom and gloom you know over here in snowy land there have been some good ones but more often than not there has been some absolute crap and so I'm kind of curious as to like give me like look okay, let's start off with something positive. One of you guys, do you guys have a good a uh, like a good celebrity appearance? The like probably one of the first ones that jump out for you. Probably when Mike Tyson joined Degeneration X and was the special enforcer for the for the match at WrestleMania 14 between Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. Right, like, very you know, yeah, good storyline. That's how you do it. That's yeah. how you do it because he's like he's Mike Tyson. He's not gonna be a he's not gonna put on a five star match, you know. But he can punch someone and he can punch someone really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's punched any guys really well. So if you have him in an enforcer role, give it a little bit of a swerve like they did. Punch a couple guys out. It gets you the mainstream appearance because, like, all all eyes were glued on Raw, you know, waiting to see what Mike Tyson is going to do. Uh, good choice, man. That yeah, that 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 is how you do it. That's perfect. Yep, that's perfect. What about you, dude? You got give give me a positive one. I was also thinking the Mike Tyson one. I actually wasn't thinking that it was kind of kick. I was kind of kicking myself because, yeah, that is bang on. Mm-hmm. You want to use someone. The one that always jumps out to me, okay, and this worked so well, okay, because it actually made people 
suspend their disbelief, you know, and think, holy shit, this might be real. Especially after that damn good working slap that Jerry Lawler gave Andy Kaufman on oh, yeah. on the Tonight Show. The way <laughs> the way they booked that because they brought Kaufman on who was huge at the time. He was Latke Gravis on an amazing sitcom called Taxi. Okay, if you guys haven't heard of this show, here's your second homework assignment. Search out some episodes of Taxi. I've seen that. Oh, it's 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 absolutely fantastic. Well, it shows what a great actor Andy Kaufman was because Latke Gravis, he was, you know, he was this this immigrant from this made up made up country, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know it. He was an American. Turns out he was a huge wrestling fan, and he wanted to get into the whole business. No, well, he's not exactly going to be wrestling Jerry Blackwell or anything like that. He'll get killed. So the idea is to have this scrawny little runt, okay, wrestle women. Very first intergender matches and all that. And when he got a little big, too big for his britches and all that, he starts challenging Jerry Lawler, who calls him out saying, okay, you are this, you know, you are this actor. You think you're going to come into my world just because, you know, you're this big Hollywood guy or this big TV guy, you think you're going to come into my world and take it over. No, I'm not. You know, you're definitely, I'm not going to let you. So that was the, the whole premise of that. To really build this whole thing up, though, was the aforementioned appearance on The Tonight Show. <laughs> because that, that showed... Um, where it may, it could make you think, holy shit, this might be real. Because after Lawler gave him the slap heard around the world, okay, they he he kind of backed off, ran to the other side of the stage, and then every chance he could, he told he called, you know, Lawler every name in the book, dropped a whole whack of f bombs on national TV. It just looked so good, and the. So everyone just said, oh, my God, is this real? As it turns out, no, it was the biggest work of all time, but uh, it caught everyone's attention and it worked so well. That's how you do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, bringing some, who's that fucking reality chick that came in to the WWF? Oh, from... From Jersey Shore? Yeah, that sounds Snooky. familiar. Sorry? Snooky. Snooky. There we are, yeah. Snotty or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's just pointless. Oh, okay. for sure. This this had a point. This had a story, a point, everything. It was ab- it was absolutely amazing. That wouldn't be the only time wrestlers were on the tonight show either. If you remember the there's that one episode of the Tonight Show where Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan actually took the thing over from Jay Leno. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I'm glad you brought this up because that is the bad one. It is. That bad. is on my list. Okay, okay. You're talking about. Okay, sorry, I don't have any. Like I said, I don't have any details written down. I like to do this shit right off the cuff and all mm. that. But it was DDP. And Jay Leno 
at Road Wild against Hollywood Hulk Hogan, you know, the the NWO and yeah. Eric Bischoff. And the, yeah. the whole idea is is what you said, NWO took over the Tonight Show. And I guess Jay Leno said, I ain't having any of that. I'm going to team with Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. And then DDP comes out and starts beating up Hogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leno's not going to do I'm anything. Gonna have to go on the ne- I'm going to have to go on the network and watch Road Wild again. I have the VHS somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Yeah, it's easier to just go on the network. <laughs> yeah. I just remember Leno doing absolutely nothing, not really knowing what the hell he was doing. Oh, no. The whole, and the whole it, thing was for, for TV Guide uh purposes like it was <laughs> yeah. it was and it just it, it it was fucking embarrassing and it exposed the business and i just yeah. i hated every second of that which is in stark contrast because didn't the pay-per-view or the one before that they brought um not Shaq, the other basketball player with the goofy hair oh uh rodman rodman dennis rodman yeah they brought yeah. him in and, and part of the Malone. NWO. Sorry? Yeah. It brought him in and Carl Malone, who is another right. football player. <laughs> right. I totally forgot about Malone. Well, but- they, they only brought in Malone was because I, I like, don't ask me what teams these guys played for back then, but those two know. teams were facing each other in the NBA finals that year. Mm. So that brought in Rodman and Malone specifically. Okay. So yeah, I imagine. I imagine the channels were carrying basketball games. The same cool. channels that owned WWF or WCW. Yeah. Owned so basketball that, games. That was just basically Ted Turner being like, look at all the stuff I own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like when we show off our record collections. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's basically the use of Rodman. Okay. With, without a match. The use of Rodman within the NWO, the way they brought him in, they made it a big thing. It was special. It got all the mainstream attention. And he just came out and acted like an asshole because he acted like an asshole being a basketball player. So he fit in with the NWO. I mean, then the the old expression and then the bell rang and okay, well, (laughs) well, yeah, I'll I'll bet you're off, but. Up until that point, you know, there's no way those two sh- those two guys, basketball players, should have got in the ring. No. Maybe have no. them in the corners, have a schmoz, you know, where they can kind of push one another and, you know, do a little basketball fight, which are hilarious. You guys yeah. ever seen a basketball fight, like, on TV? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the time one of those guys gets one of those big bear paws around, a hockey player will punch him in the face five times. Like yep. it's just <laughs> it's 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 absolutely hilarious. No, I totally forgot all about Malone. Yeah, but I did I did have I did have what's his name? <laughs> to make matters worse in that whole match, when the actual match happened, uh <laughs> Dennis Rodman was hung over from the night. Oh, before. God. <laughs> oh god. So that's See? Why- really do much in that match <laughs> it just goes to show like you they just these another that's another thing these celebrities really don't care like no, it's, no. you know for the most part at least he was, he was getting his million dollar paycheck either way so 
For sure. Well, what would he care about? They're just like, cool, I'm underpaid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to stay... <laughs> I'm going to stay in the sports realm a bit for good, good and bad appearances. I really didn't like the way, and I don't remember which WrestleMania this was, but they brought in Lawrence Taylor. Oh, yeah. Right. And for WrestleMania. WrestleMania uh, 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was scheduled like they they booked him in an angle against Bam Bam Bigelow. Right. And all that. And like has was Bigelow's career ever the same after this match? I like, don't think so. I know he went yeah. to WCW after like after a while, but and then he kind of bounced kind of bounced around. He did some ECW work and all that. They tried to bring him back again in the WWF and all that, but it it just it's I don't know. I don't know if it's just a bad coincidence. But after the way, like, because they they chumped him out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it made the wrestling world look bad because, okay, I understand Lawrence Taylor, big badass football player, great athlete. Okay, great. But when you bring these guys in and they look so good and you get our guys to sell so good, then, or so well, I should say, it's... It it, it 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 only hurts the wrestling business. Yeah, you know. Like, well, and and it, and it puts money in the athlete's pocket. So uh, for for what it was, you know, if it was just oh, we got this rookie named Lawrence Taylor. He had a couple trainees and all that, but he's going to be a full time wrestler and all that. He, he he got lucky his first match. Okay, whatever. If you book it like he was going to be a wrestler. Okay, we can almost let that slide. But no, no, this was this was one off. It made everyone look 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 bad, and it pretty much destroyed Bigelow's career. It was just yeah. To his credit, though, Lawrence Taylor did admit after the match that's like he could never do that full time, and he like gave wrestlers like big props for doing that what they do because he was physically and mentally exhausted after the match. Well, horns yeah. up, horns up to Mr. Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, like I like football, but I'm a CFL fan. Yeah, like the, yeah. the Canadian Football League. I don't know anything about the NFL. No, not a lot of people. But, well, people up here, I don't know, not a lot of people I know do. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. A good way that they used a football player in um, at WrestleMania was WrestleMania two. Okay, you okay? You know you won't you won't recall, but around that time the Chicago Bears were huge. They had the Super Bowl shuffle, and Jim McMahon was the he was capturing all the media attention. And one William the Refrigerator Perry was this larger than life character for the NFL. You know, he was a Chicago Bear, and they were going to go all... They went all the way to the Super Bowl and all that. So they brought William the Refrigerator Perry as a contestant to the WrestleMania II Battle Royal. Okay. okay. You would think, okay, no, no. You know, they're, they're going to book it so this big football player goes over and wins it all, and everyone goes away happy except, you know, real wrestling fans. 
which <laughs> at the time we were losing those left and right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, William Refrigerator Perry got eliminated. I think he was eliminated by Big John Stud. Okay. Perry went to go, here, I'll shake your hand. You eliminated me. I'll shake your hand and all that. He pulled Stud over and eliminated him. Okay, like that's skullduggery, chicanery, you know, all all that. But fine, it was what it was, but it worked. It worked because he wasn't this he, – he didn't show the big dominance over the wrestler. It didn't expose the business. It made him look good. And it brought eyeballs to the product. Right. All that. So that was kind of a good, uh, a good um, celebrity appearance. What do you yeah. got? Ducky, you're too quiet with this. Oh, did we lose you? No. No, I'm still here. Oh. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. All right. No, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I don't <laughs> even think I watched WrestleMania 2, so... Oh, okay. Well, no, it's just like, but there's just been so many, like, over the yeah. years and all that. They're all on the network except for 24. So. Ah. Why'd they take off 24? What? They took off WrestleMania 24? I have no idea. Yeah. Oh. No Fuck. Okay. Weird. <laughs> so, you guys hit me with something besides, okay. besides the steel chair. <laughs> one time <laughs> when Raw was going through their special guest host phase. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, one point that it actually, like, one that actually stood out because, like, a lot of these celebrities, you could tell, they didn't know jack shit about what they were, what, the, what they were getting themselves into. Right. Like, Jeremy Piven, like, I think he referred to SummerSlam as the Summerfest one time when he was on. <laughs> and... <laughs> The and, summer, yeah, at the, at the summer fest. But uh, there was one time where the, the special guest host was Freddie Prince Jr. And being that he used to be a writer for WWE, he mm-hmm. actually he knew what he was doing. Like he played the part well. He knew what he was talking about. He knew all the terminologies, and like he played the character. That, well, he obviously was just playing himself, but right. he like he was like as the special guest host, he could make matches. He got attacked by the heels at the beginning of the show. He came out later holding his ribs, being like, it's like this is what you wanted. It's like the tonight it's gonna be you guys against like John Cena and someone else. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Right. But and then but like just the way he like came across as knowing what he was doing, that was like a breath of fresh air based off like or to set set apart from all of the other shit around that time. Yeah. Mm. Which reminds you of that. Have you heard the New Days podcast with Freddie Prince Jr.? No, I have not. No, actually, I might even listen to that. Their episode with Freddie Prince Jr. is really good. Oh, okay. okay. I'll check it out. And obviously, they, they kayfabed him. He's, he didn't go on Raw and say, I'm one of the writers here. No. no they just I don't made think they him did. like you. I'm Freddie Prince Jr., the actor. You saw me in... I know what you did last summer, and yeah, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, right? Right. Okay. Oh yeah, he was Fred. That's right. Yeah, he was. Which I love those movies. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up on Scooby Doo, so like the cartoons and all that. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember? 
Speaking of Scooby-Doo, do you remember the crossover Blair Witch episode? No. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll find that right now and send that to the chat. Okay. Uh, I do remember this. There's a couple of Scooby-Doo cartoons that are crossovers with WWE that had real, like, WWE superstars doing their voices of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Same with Kiss. Yeah. And all that. Which I, which I have the Kiss <laughs> one, but I can't, I can't bring myself as a wrestling fan to watch the wrestling Scooby-Doo's. I can't. There you go. Same. Okay. Okay. Is it actually the Blair Witch or is it the Witch's Ghost or? Oh, it's it's full on Blair Witch. All right. Right on. Hmm. Cool. All right. Right on. But put that on TV to show kids? I don't know because it would have scared the shit out of them. Good. Yeah. I watched my first horror movie like when I was like eight. Mm. Good for you. Puts hair on your chest. Damn it. It's Bill's character. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you're not if you're not crying, trying to go to bed because there's a monster under your bed, well, <laughs> you're yeah. just not just not trying hard enough. I, I can't help you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Stay within the world of acting, okay? And David Arquette. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Okay. No! Now, now. No. <laughs> fast forward ten years or whatever it was. It turns out Arquette actually is a wrestling fan because mm-hmm. he did. Did he not? Did he not try to do some indies and they had the documentary? Yeah, on him. he had a match with Nick Gage. Yeah. Okay, so he's kind of legit. Mm-hmm. Okay, but at the time, yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah, because it was the there was the Ready to Rumble movie. Yeah, okay. And of course, he's Mister he's Mister Cox as well, so he's getting all this mainstream appearance because he's married to uh, a friend star. The, the friends, yeah, <laughs> Courtney, Courtney yeah. Cox. Right. I just I keep seeing the little the the teenage girl in the Bruce Springsteen video. As well, wow. like it's, yeah, that's going. <laughs> that's going way back. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, he was he he had a name. Okay. The problem with that though is ready to rumble bombed. Oh, did it ever? It did. It did. And I bought the soundtrack as well. I went to the theater. It was a family thing. We all went to it. Um, and I bought the soundtrack, and we have it on VHS, and I do want to get it on DVD as well. I, have, I haven't seen it in a while, because I did enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's good, mindless entertainment. It is. It was. It was. And it had There's a, a watch-along where we can just get drunk. You know what? That good idea, dude. Just one entire episode just of us just, drinking and watching Ready to Rumble. Just, that's right. That's right. <laughs> watching, yeah. That would be yeah, absolutely fantastic. I do have an old VHS TV. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, that is Matt, an absolutely fantastic idea. I don't have a VCR, sorry. That's okay. Uh, VCR. I, think I, I actually think I have one somewhere downstairs. <laughs> okay, well, we could... I could always just try to... Uh, Find or maybe maybe it's on Netflix. I don't know. I'm sure it's on iTunes at the very least. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll check wow. Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, I don't want to say I'm going to torrent it because I'm definitely absolutely not going to torrent it. Yeah, we're not going to do anything <laughs> illegal. I just because I just I don't like that shit anyways. Yeah. Anyways, yes, David, David Arquette. Okay, there was the whole crossover to promote the movie and all that. Fine. They just went a little too far and put. Yeah, the world title, okay, on David Arquette. Okay, Harley Race was turning over in his fucking grave. He wasn't even dead then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, also ready to rumbles on Amazon Prime. So. Oh. Okay. Good. We'll, we'll 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 come up with something. But yes, yes, movie watch alongs are a lot of fun, guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, when they even even when they brought his wife on Thunder or whatever it was, it did nothing. It didn't pop a rating because the Friends no. thing was on. It, it it didn't do nothing but just piss off a lot of people. And this WCW was all- dying anyways. Yeah, it was. It was. This was like the the worst parts of Vince Russo's psyche coming to life <laughs> before our eyes. He's just like he he kept on telling everybody what a good idea it was to put the title on our head. It'll be such a good idea, bro. It's gonna be popping ratings, bro. <laughs> okay. Someone had to who who okay, who was working behind the scenes at WCW at the time that didn't say anything? <laughs> like, that did, it didn't say like no. Look, you come up with another stupid idea like this. I'm going to take you outside. I'm going to beat the snot out of you. <laughs> well, even even David Arquette himself said, "No, this is a bad idea." No, trust me, bro. Trust <laughs> <laughs> me, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, it's he's uh, it's probably like he's Russo is just. He just wanted to get next to his wife. I swear to God, it, the whole idea was probably just a, let's let's try to squeeze her in somehow yeah. because he's like some of the shit he's come up with. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Court, Courtney Cox was never going to do a Brian panties match with you. Okay, yeah. like let it go. <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure Vince Russo hates women anyway. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's his problem, not mine. Okay, that that sorry, that said now though, okay, with everything that we just said, we now know though Arquette is somewhat legit. Okay. Yeah, true. I would sign him. AEW do it. You know. He's and even even if he can't do a full schedule and all that, and be out there every night or whatever. Okay, that's old school thought. But even if he can't be on every show or whatever, he's he's at least he's legit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> another where they tried to go legit. Okay, it was the brawl for all. Tour tournament in the WWF during the whole Attitude Era. You guys remember this debacle? Yeah, there there was an episode of Dark Side about it. Right, right. Well, the whole the whole idea was someone in the WWF said, "Okay, we got to cash in on this whole Ultimate Fighting or MMA thing and all that. Let's let's do our own legit fighting 
thing, okay? Wasn't that a Russo idea also? It, <laughs> yeah, it was a Russo idea because he wanted to see someone lay out Lake John Layfield or Bradshaw. Oh, yeah, well, so I guess it's not all bad. Right, right, because he was an <laughs> asshole in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, like, that's that's like Ming the Merciless getting pissed off at Darth Vader, really. That's all that is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, they had the APA documentary on after the Royal Rumble last night. The Royal Rumble. Fuck, I'm tired. After yeah. um, NXT last night, and it was really good. But it's like, yeah, Bradshaw, you're still a dick. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea... The brawl for all was to to embarrass him. Yeah. And you and, yeah. And then Ross came in and said, Well, what about my boy here, Dr. Death? <laughs> you know, Doc, you know, this we, we, we gotta give him a push. We gotta give him a push. So let's bring him in. Of course, my boy is gonna trounce everyone and go to the finals. Well, that didn't happen, and Bart Gunn, didn't Bart Gunn pretty much end up beating the snot out of Dr. Death? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, to punish him, they put him in a match against Butterbean at WrestleMania 15. Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing that we were just yapping about, the whole build-up was just... <laughs> for them to bring in Butterbean, and the whole idea was for Bean to beat the snot out of him because he did such a good job. Yeah, imagine that in the real world. Yeah. Okay, you're you're at your like money job. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and you you do really good. You have a great day. You make the company a ton of money. They you you know. Matt, Matt's the employee of the month. Your picture's up on the wall and all that. On your way to your car after your kick-ass shift, four guys in balaclavas and, <laughs> and crowbars <laughs> jump, jump out and beat the snot out of you because you had such a great day at work. That's exactly what this was. This was fucking disgraceful. Well, leave it to WWE for punishing people for getting over on their own. <laughs> Dude, yes. And it's not like they haven't done that before when you were doing it since. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Absolutely terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And you can't really blame Butterbean. Like, he, they no. probably didn't even tell him. Like, but just the the whole lead up to it. And the whys and the wherefores and all that is just like this is, this is just terrible. Oh. Yeah, like what a prize for a bunch of guys who aren't even trained boxers to be put in a bunch of boxing matches. And wait, wait, what's your prize? You get to fight an actual trained boxer. <laughs> when the original plan was apparently a title feud with the champion at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. didn't they want Doc? It's Steve Williams versus Steve Williams. Dr. Death yeah. versus Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were gunning for. But then, yeah, uh, Bart, Gun, Bart Gunn knocked out uh, Dr. Death and he got punished for it. Uh-huh. Now, just kind of let me mark out for, for a minute because, like, Steve Williams, he was kind of, like, his best days were behind him at this. But a young, healthy Steve Williams, like, say, when he won the Universal Wrestling Federation title, Versus Stone Cold, which that's exactly 
what Ross was thinking because he just saw his boy as the same guy, you know, that dominated the U the UWF. That's all he saw. Against Stone Cold, Stone Cold, by God, by God, oh, I say that. By God, that that Williams versus this Williams, okay, would have been absolutely amazing. Would have yeah. would have been fantastic. But once again, time kind of robs us. Time really does rob wrestling fans of some of the the best what could have been. Maybe that's a an upcoming turnbuckle talk. You know, if th- if this guy was in his prime, if this guy was in his prime, and faced head to head, get that going through your brains. Oh, I I, there's there's plenty of what ifs. That's, that's like half the fun <laughs> of being a wrestling fan. It so, definitely yeah. is. It de- it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna cleanse my palate here with a good one. Okay. Okay. Gonna go back. Okay, we already spoke about WrestleMania too. I'm gonna go back. To WrestleMania three, the Pontiac Silverdome just outside of Detroit. Brother. In Detroit, <laughs> yeah. <That's so> <laughs> the, the, the Superdome in, in Pontiac, <laughs> brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The fact that it's Detroit is kind of important, okay? Jake the Snake Roberts, okay, had a big match against the honky tonk man. Jake Roberts, at the time, he had his snake, his big boa constrictor. Oh, fuck. Damien, that was it. Oh, the name, total brain fart. Name totally left left my head there. That was his shtick. Even even as a face, he would DDT the guy and put the snake all over his opponent and all that. No, my God. No, this is terrible. And all that. So his snake was the thing. It was right around the time Alice Cooper mm-hmm. returned to, uh, you know, okay, he, his 70s was Alice Cooper's heyday, okay, and, you know, to, to, in a way it, it is now, definitely on the live front, okay, but in terms of record sales and all that, Alice Cooper's best days were the 70s. Along, sure. came, along came the 80s, and he, the guy was drinking a little too much, and uh, the career kind of started to skid until um, 1985. The Constrictor album, working with the Friday the 13th movie, and blah, blah, blah. It's like Alice Cooper, bottom line, is back. Big business now. And, of course, he's from Detroit. Awesome new album, Detroit Stories, I think, is coming out next week. I can't wait for that. Okay. Going to be... It's going to be fantastic. So, of course, Alice Cooper on the live front, his shtick is the snake. He always brought the big boa constrictor out and all that. So it only made sense for in to be in Detroit with the guy with the snake, bring Alice Cooper out to be his side, you know, the guy, sideman or whatever, to be in his corner. And all they did... Is is they just Roberts held the honky tonk down or held him back. Alice Cooper went and grabbed Damien, put it in Honky's face. Perfect. Okay, because it worked so well. Because Alice Cooper's thing is the snake. Jake's thing is the snake. In Detroit, worked out. Didn't expose the business. Didn't do anything. But 
win all around. So that was definitely one of the good ones. And yes, I'm an Alice Cooper mark. I have been for many years, but I just explained how all this works. Yeah. <laughs> best to the best of my ability. So yeah, there's there's another one. When you guys are on the network, go 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 check that out. Alrighty. I've seen yeah, I've seen clips of that before. Oh, okay. All right. So, like, yeah, I listen to Alice Cooper every now and again too. He's not in my top ten, but no, I, I appreciate his music throughout uh, throughout like all of his different eras. So still going. He's still going, man. Yeah, like he was. It, it, it was the theatric and the hard rock of the seventies. He kind of went a little hair in the in the eighties. All doing the horror stick all the way through. The 90s, he really amped it up with a lot of heavier sounds. Uh, it's just every, uh, he just kept keeps reinventing himself. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw him live uh, about a decade ago. It was him and Rob Zombie played at the MTS Center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did we lose Ducky here? No. I've only okay. seen Alice Cooper once, and that was the Motley Crue quote-unquote final tour. Ah. Uh, where Alice Cooper was, they had his mix way too quiet. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, compared to Rob Zombie, I kind of felt that way, too. But, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it was still a good show, though. Mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. And Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie, it's the good combination. Yeah, it's like the it's like the the freak show the freak show of metal. <laughs> yeah, there's a tag team right there. Yeah, for sure. Actually, surprised sure. they didn't bring Rob Zombie in for I don't know to manage Kane or the Undertaker. Uh, and oh. he used one of his songs for a. Oh yeah. Game yeah. at one point. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Musically, yeah, but I don't think. They ever brought him in as a special guest manager or anything? Which... No, he, he was one of those special guest hosts of Raw one time, and oh, I don't uh, remember that. No, he he didn't really have a big like. He came out, said some things, then Edge came up on the screen and said like something about like how I used to use your music and I don't use it anymore, and ba- like bashed him from backstage, and then Rob Zombie said like. So the only reason you're not using my music anymore is because I didn't let you use my music, and that was pretty much the end of it. And then he left. <laughs> oh wow! So that was wasted. It was a nothing segment. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Some, some, someone give me something. Uh, I don't know, man. For good things, kind of tapped right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're they were kind of far and few between. One yeah. okay. Then we'll make our way out of here. We'll go out on this note. Okay. Uh, uh. Robocop. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Ah, in 1990, I, I think it was one of, the, one of the Clash of the Champions, and I think they were airing Robocop on TSN. Huh. TSN. On... Uh, TBS on oh, one, of, one of one, one of one of Turner's. Look what I own. Yeah, like, yeah. So they like we gotta cross promote it somehow. You gotta can't you get RoboCop in a match? 
Well, no. First of all, it's a costume. The guy can barely move in it. Yeah. And, you, you know, and who who's going to train Peter Weller in time to be a wrestler and blah, blah, blah and all that. Okay, well, just come up with something. Oh, great. Uh, okay, uh, sure. So what they kind of came up with is the heels kind of got Sting in a cage, just like a small cage, which generally when they when they put a wrestler on the cage, they suspend him above the ring. Yeah. You know, because the whole idea of the cage is to keep the heel manager from interfering. You know, there's no way, Weasel, that you can interfere now because you're going to be up there locked in this cage and all that. But apparently, you know, they the heels got Sting locked in there. And all that. And if this, I guess if this was the WWF, then Sting would have just ripped the, he would have hulked out and ripped the cage door off himself. <laughs> yeah. But since this was WCW, you know, they had to do something a little bit different. So out comes Robocop. The, 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 the longest walk to the ring in existence ever. Okay. Because the guy can barely move in it. And then he has to yank the door off. He's the only one in the building that can yank the door off to freeze Sting because he's RoboCop. And then he goes back and lives happily ever after with Mrs. RoboCop. I don't know. That was kind of the end of RoboCop's career <laughs> to this day. To this day, we're still laughing about it, <laughs> as you can tell, because like you guys weren't there firsthand. Okay, but just the fact that I said RoboCop, you both went, "Oh fuck!" Uh, yeah, I've seen clips of it on YouTube. It's, uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was actually real for a second. I thought I was watching <laughs> some sort uh, of fever dream or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh no, wait! This actually happened." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Robocop. WCW. Um, well, you know what? If uh, we, he, you, we gotta make him champ, bro. That's right. If, if this was a Russo thing, they would have put the world title on Robocop. <laughs> or maybe the US. Yeah. Title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, He's robotic, bro. He's unstoppable, <laughs> He's bro. Unstoppable. You'll never pay him, bro. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, Vince. Go 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 away now. Uh, well, <laughs> if anyone has any other suggestions, if not, um, yeah, I'm good for now. Maybe like, <laughs> the David Arquette thing kind of tapped all my energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay, we'll bring this crazy train into the station. How can people get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wrestling night in Canada or on Instagram at wrestling night in Canada. And wrestling night in Canada is proud members of the shining wizards network, shining wizards network.com to, to uh, pull the curtain back a little bit. The shining wizards, the actual podcast, you know, program on the network, they record Monday nights Okay, and they do it live over Facebook. Unfortunately, 
I'm not home. I'm just getting home from work and all that by the time those guys are going live. So I can never catch them live. It was a holiday today. I was actually able to catch the Shining Wizards live for a little while before we had to sit, before we sat down and uh, did this. So I was pretty excited today. I kind of. It was a holiday. It was was a holiday and it got, uh, that, that kind of got. My juice is pumped for tonight. And, of course, while you're on the Shining Wizards Network, if you haven't had enough of your cool Uncle Snowy, God, I don't know why you wouldn't have by now, um, go, you might want to check out our brother program, Radioactive Metal, where myself and my co-host Aaron, we talk to all of the awesome guests within the heavy metal and music uh, realm, always a good time. Check us out there. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been another exciting episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. Uh, I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Maruga. Signing off. And we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. <laughs>